0: get tired of people that just, they they always have something to say. They're always blabbing. They're always chattering. They're always talking. They're always using the right words. They've always got just the right thing to say at the right time. But you realize later that everything they've said is just a bunch of fluff. You realize that every word that came out of their mouth was intended to deceive you. Some people call it a political campaign. Some would call it an ad campaign or even marketing or even public relations. But I want to talk today about the people who have a tendency to call themselves leaders, meaning they're leading the curve. They're they're pushing people in a certain direction with the influence that they have. And yet the leadership they're offering is nothing but fluffy words. It's not really doing what they claim it's going to do. In fact, sometimes they have a detrimental impact. I'm going to read a clip from a book for you today that I think will change the way you think about the things you say when you're marketing yourself as a leader. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast, and today I want to share with you from a book that I've been reading lately called Woke, Inc., if if you haven't gotten a copy of this book, I, I encourage you to go out and get this book right now. But I'm going to read with you from page uh, 91, 90 to 91, just a little short paragraph, and then on to page 92 because I, I and just clips from this. But I think when you think about leaders who have these powerful, impactful, influential words because they have great ideas and they know that their ideas could change the world if they just could get everybody to follow their ideas I realize there are a lot of people who will throw those words out there. They'll, they'll lead with those words and then sometimes follow them with action. And sometimes the action they follow them with is actually more deception than it is action. And I think that's the case in this particular scenario. But I think it's indicative of a large swath of business leaders today, which is really what the whole book is about. Let me share with you about Volkswagen. Uh, starting on the bottom of page 90, he says, Volkswagen had previously been a small player in the U.S. It changed that with a prominent, quote, clean diesel marketing campaign, positioning its cars as environmentally friendly alternatives to hybrids like the Toyota Prius. The PR campaign paid off. Yay! In September 2015, the Dow Jones Sustainability Index, the DJSI, named Volkswagen, the most sustainable automobile company in the world. It had earned a near-perfect score with full marks for codes of conduct, compliance, anti-corruption, as well as innovation management and climate change strategy. Let's skip down a little further. Now, this is a quote from the actual CEO, Martin Winterkorn. Uh, He had put this whole project together. And in 2014, he had successfully steered Volkswagen to the top with his climate-conscious strategy. He said in an annual letter to shareholders, and I quote, The automotive industry is currently experiencing fundamental change. Look no further than the increasingly stringent CO2 legislation or the rapid digitization of vehicles, plants, and showrooms. This costs us a great deal of energy and money, too. But at Volkswagen, we do not see this transition as a threat, but rather as a tremendous opportunity, one that we must and will take advantage of, end quote. Uh, Winterkorn, and, Winterkorn and Volkswagen did indeed take advantage of the tremendous opportunity. A week after their self-congratulatory press release, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, also known as the EPA, issued a formal notice of violation to the German automaker alleging that Volkswagen had installed software or defeat devices in its cars to circumvent the EPA emissions standards. 40 times more toxic fumes than permitted by the Clean Air Act, EPA would later uncover up to 590,000 cars were implicated. Two days later, Volkswagen leadership publicly admitted to cheating on emissions tests and revealed that defeat devices were installed and in, you ready for this. 11 million cars. The defeat devices allowed the cars to detect when they were being driven under test conditions to change performance and anti pollution controls to appear more environmentally compliant. However, under normal circumstances requiring greater performance, the cars would go back to guzzling gas. The negative news sent the Volkswagen stock price tumbling 50% from its all-time high. It was quietly cut from the DJSI. Volkswagen initially accused a group of rogue engineers for perpetuating the fraud, but later to seek an informal meeting with the senior ranking CARB official, according to Sentencing memoir: U.S. criminal case against Volkswagen engineers. An FBI affidavit said, "Rather than advocate for disclosure of the defeat device to U.S. regulators, executive management authorized its continued concealment on orders from above." Volkswagen engineers lied to CARB officials. They eventually confessed, which triggered the EPA notice. Now I realize that, as we talk about leadership, Volkswagen wouldn't necessarily be considered a leader, except that Volkswagen, if recognized by the Dow Jones industry, the, the DJSI, I good everything it stands for, but it, that sustainable marker gave them a whole lot of influence on the world. It gives them a whole lot of opportunity in the world. It gives them a whole lot of financial reserves in this world. And as such, that makes them leaders. When their standards become the standards that other companies look at and go, wow, we need this clean diesel technology. We should be as fuel efficient and as EPA rated as Volkswagen is. Then the world begins to fall in line behind that. See, here's the scary thing. It's, it's kind of like this week, this last week of October, first week of November in 2021. There's a gathering of climate conscious world leaders. These are some financial leaders, some are are government leaders some are the top leaders of their governments from around the world and they're gathering this week in glasgow scotland for the purpose of determining what should be the new standards to prevent the world from coming to an end under climate conditions now the challenge is we've had this same conversation for nigh on 50 plus years For 50 years, we've been looking at a 10 to 12 year cycle for the end of the world. It was going to be in 2000 and then in 2010 and then in 2013 and 2015 and now 2020 and oh wait, 2020 came and went. We're not underwater yet. We're not out of oil yet. And yet we have regulations that are putting people out of jobs, putting people out of their homes, putting people in financial dismay in order to save the planet. Although our technology keeps making saving the planet a whole lot easier, our laws are making living under that condition even harder. What does seem funny though is that people like John Kerry say, well, there are going to be a whole new set of economies built around climate control. There are going to be a whole new set of wealthy people built around climate control. And When you look at the people who are meeting to talk about climate control, many of them are already very wealthy people who control things like the banks and the governments and policies and procedures, but they're not the people who are the scientists who are actually making the changes to make things happen. In fact, many of the scientists who've spoken about climate control have been disproven. They've been proven that their theories were wrong, that what they postulated would happen, hasn't come to pass, number one. And number two, that much of the data they used, very much like Volkswagen, was intentionally fraudulent. Oh, they were telling us they were going to save the world. They were telling us how much better things would be under their supervision if, if we just did it the way they wanted it done. It would be so much better. They're leading the world by lying to the world. Not just in the government leadership concepts, but in the world of banking and finance and who can get a loan and who can't get a loan and what kind of car you can drive. And just a little example of that. Did you know right now one of the major issues for getting the ships that are sitting in the harbors, some of them not even in the harbors yet, they're still at sea off the coast of California. Many of them are there because there are no trucks to unload the ships onto. Well, why are there no trucks? because Governor Gavin Newsom has made some laws that are, some to protect the climate, some to protect the unions, some to protect the state of California from whatever, that you cannot, for example, drive a semi that's older than a 2011 model into the state to go to the harbor to pick up a freight, a sea crate, boxes, whatever it may be. So if you can't get into the harbor because your truck is too old, How many vehicles does that rule out? See, he's also outlawed things like leaf blowers in the mind of consciousness for the climate control. And he's also outlawed things like chainsaws. Yeah, if it's an off-road combustion engine, it will no longer be allowed to be used in California. You can't even sell them there anymore. But we wonder why we have wildfires. Well, I was a firefighter, and I know that if you keep the land cleared, you cut down the dead trees, and you clear them out of there, then they're less likely to see wildfires. And now we have floods and mudslides, and what are those from? Well, they're from the scorched earth where there's no growing foliage because, well, the wildfires burned it all out. Do you see how this wokeness especially in this category around climate control this wokeness it's it's speaking the right language it's it's telling people what they want to hear it's it's making the confessions that everybody thinks you should be making and it's it's telling the world I'm part of the solution. I'm I'm working so hard to make things so much better. But the reality is, many people who are in this process of this wokeology, they're they're following the the cues that they're supposed to be agreeing with this and disagreeing with that, and silencing this and speaking loudly about that. They're not taking the action. That they claim to be taking, they they've found instead the way to create a PR campaign around it to make themselves more popular, more wealthy. And it is ironic if you look at the airports around where all of these uh, people concerned that the world will come to an end if we don't stop using fossil fuels, um, they're all filled with private jets. All of these people who are contributing to this this climate control summit, this, we've got to get this under control. We've got to fix this climate catastrophe or, or we're all going to see a doomsday that will be like none other. Now, those people have carbon footprints the size of many small nations, those individuals. And it does seem ironic, too, that they've been touting for over 50 years now that New York City would be underwater, and all of the East Coast and the Northeast Coast would be underwater because of global warming and melting ice caps, and yet they keep building multi-million dollar homes. The same people who are saying this, well, I'm not just saying they in general, I mean, specifically, the Obamas, for an example, just built a $13 million home on Martha's Vineyard. That's about as close to the coastline as you could possibly get. If anything's going to be underwater, that house is going to be one of them. Why would you invest in that? And yet, this is the kind of wokeness that we continue to see. We see it with Ibrahim Kennedy and his words on racism just this last weekend. How unbelievably repugnant it is that white kids would put on their college applications that they're of another race in order to gain the advantage of getting in. Well, if they've got so much white privilege, why would they want to lie? Why wouldn't they just take advantage of the white privilege? See, his own argument blows his own theory out of the water. But we're just talking about words, right? Just it's just words. It's just the things that we say to make others say, oh, yeah, I agree with you. You're on the right track. You're doing the right thing. And yet all the while, what we're actually doing is nothing or worse, like Volkswagen. Well, they got caught with 590,000 cars that were intentionally designed to defeat the same process they were claiming was making the world a better place. Not only was it not making the world a better place, it was 40 times worse emissions than it would have been if they just left it alone. But they had a claim to make. And they had to make themselves famous and they had to make themselves popular and they had to make themselves rich. And I just have to wonder if that CEO who pulled off this tremendous stunt actually lost any money in his retirement fund. Was his golden parachute less golden? Was his opportunity to move forward any less? Or does he serve somewhere now in bureaucracy as a genius of master planning? See, that's what we find with a lot of people in the finance world. They've gone from one side of the regulatory fence to say, well, you know, you're, you're being too harsh on us as an industry. It, it really shouldn't be like that. It should be like this. And next thing you know, they're actually in the policymakers seat. They're now writing the laws that they once resisted. And they're writing laws that are more stringent than the ones they resisted. If that's not irony for you, I'm not sure what is, but it does seem to be the case. If you're not effective as a journalist, if you're not effective as a as a banker or or what you can always join the political parties, right? Or vice versa. If you have an unsuccessful career in politics, you can always move off to private industry where you can begin to put things in play that you couldn't get accomplished as a senator. We see a whole lot of CEOs today who are operating in the woke agenda. They're leading their companies to do what the government doesn't have the legal authority to do. They're, they're forcing their employees, for an example, to, to participate in things that the employee doesn't want to participate in, and the government can't make them participate in, but the company, well, you can get your, keep your job or not keep your job. It's totally up to you. So you have the right to choose, but we're going to make the consequences so severe that you will eventually comply. Listen, if the words that you're using are woke words for the sake of being woke, if, if what you have to say, if what you are demonstrating through your ad campaigns or your PR campaigns or you're genuflecting to the modern science of saying, well, we're with you. We're with you 100%. We're going we're to be right there with you all the way. And yet you're not doing anything to actually make those things happen. Well, it's time to shut up. Seriously, stop talking. Silence. If what you're doing is talking, this woke language, but you're not actually participating by doing something that brings positive change in the world, then it's time to stop talking and start doing. Either participate completely by doing something that brings change in the world or stop talking about it. We've had enough talking. And yes, I realize that's what I do for a living. But I will challenge you to take action on what you do because I do the same. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. For Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day.